0: Bert Helfer, Johnny, Merry Christmas to you. Well, hi, Bert. Same to you. Thanks. Only what are you doing in your office on a Friday afternoon so close to the big holiday instead of out shopping? Well, I'll tell you, Johnny. Now, listen, Bert, I'm over not taking on any investigations till after Christmas. (laughs) Okay, by me. Hey, Bert, you sound terrible. What's the matter? You got a cold? Oh, a horrible one. I've had it for a week. Well, why are you still there in your office at this hour instead of home in bed? Well, I'm just cleaning up before I take a couple of weeks off. Johnny, can you come on over? Now? Now. No. Any new assignment's going to have to wait till after the holidays. Well, sure. I mean, I would kind of like to have a few days free myself, you know, so wait till after Christmas, will you? Well, sure, I'll be glad to, but who said anything about an assignment? Well, isn't that why you called? Uh Uh-huh, not a bit of it, so come on over. You're not kidding me now, are you, Bert? I just thought you'd like to pick up the dough for that San Francisco job you did for us a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Oh, 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 oh! Don't tell me you're so rich you've forgotten about it. Well, <laughs> ah, I'll see you there in your office in a few minutes. Right. Only Bert. Yeah. You're sure now? That's all you really want me for? <laughs> that's all, Johnny. Now you won't try to finagle me into something, some job you just happened to think of after I get over there. Uh, honor bright. <laughs> okay, Bert. I'm on my way. <laughs> CBS Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer and the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Democracy. It provides a more perfect country. It builds a greater economy. And creates a higher standard of living. It enables men to fulfill greater ambitions. It secures the blessings of liberty for all who live under it. And democracy strengthens character. With strong character, the people who practice democracy can push forward to ever-widening horizons to even more fruitful goals. The rewards are there for those who have the courage to work for them. This courage and strength of character give assurance that democracy can provide mankind with its finest legacy of freedom. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Trinity Mutual Insurance Company, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the phony phone matter. On item one, after checking out with my call service, a dollar twenty for a cab over to Bert Helfer's office high in the tower of the Manley building overlooking most of the city. Lo and behold, there wasn't a soul in the place except Bert himself. Most of the lights were off. The rows and rows of typewriters and calculating machines were covered and quiet. The filing cabinets neatly cleared and closed. Even the telephone switchboard off in one corner was untended, although I noticed one patch cord plugged in, the tiny light above it burning. It was Bert's line in use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take care of it just as soon as I get back here in the office again. Yeah, yeah, that'll be on Tuesday, January 2nd. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas to you, too. Hi, right, Johnny, sit down. Well, I'll say this for you, Bert. Good. You are certainly the loyal company servant. Well, I just want to be absolutely sure everything's taken care of, so they won't be calling me down there in Miami Beach to lay down my water skis and come back here before my vacation's over. (sighs) Oh, I can't say I blame you. Here you are, baby. Here is the money for that San Francisco job. You want to count it? How come in cash. Don't you still have some Christmas shopping to do? Don't we all? Mm Mm-hmm. And the banks will be closed by the time you get out of here, so... Well, I just tore up the check and pulled this out of petty cash. Well, good for you. And hooray for petty cash. Mm. I must say, though, there's nothing petty about the way you can run up an expense account. Oh, Bert. Only trouble is, with all this dough in hand, I'll probably go out and spend a lot more than I ought to. Oh, sure. On all that flock of gals you keep on the string. Jealous, Mr. Married Man? Sure I am. <laughs> Only I'm not really. <laughs> Don't you kid yourself, baby. One of these days, you'll put on the halter, too. that's chance. Yeah. Now, here, if you'll just sign this receipt. Mm-hmm. There you are. Good, good. Oh, and here. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot, while you were on your way over, your telephone answering service called with this message. Oh? Yeah. Call Xmont 35770 immediately, urgent. Who is Xmont 35770? You don't know? No. But I'm afraid I do. Who? is the home of a character by the name of Harvey L. Hallett. Harvey L. Oh, wait a minute. Any relation to the people who took over that little plant that I passed on the way over here? Hallett Industries? He is Hallett Industries. Oh? Yeah. Look. You can see the place out of this window. You see it over there? So? You know, I hate to admit it. One of the boys in the office sold him a lot of insurance when he took over that place about six months ago. Oh, what's the matter with that? Oh, we've had a big headache with that account on the inventory insurance. How do you mean well, apparently they make a lot of electronic stuff over there, and a lot of it's kind of secret, I guess, you know, kept under lock and key. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's been reported stolen. Half a dozen burglaries in the last six months, according to Mr. Harvey L. Hallett. And we've had to pay off through the nose. Why do you say according to Mr. Hallett that way? Because I wouldn't trust that character as far as you can throw this building. In other words, if I could... If I could, I'd just cancel out his policy, you know? I think a lot of those losses he reported were phonies. If I'd had any sense, I would have called you in on him. Well, so long, Bertie. As a matter of fact, I wish you would look into it for us after I get back. After? Okay, but not now. All right, that's all right by me. I wonder why he's called me. Well, I'm afraid it was my fault. Why? How do you mean? Well, I'd kind of let your name slip out somewhere along the line, and yesterday Hallett called me, said he'd been thinking it over, asked me for your number, and... Well... I gave it to him. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Johnny, I shouldn't have. Especially because I want you to investigate him. So as for calling him back, if you don't want to, don't. If what you say about him is true, though, maybe I will. After the holidays? No. Right now. Why? Bert, you know, it's an old trick and a corny one, but a lot of people still think it's pretty clever. Trick? The cover-up. You know, a man kills somebody or he blows his safe Uh or he tries an embezzlement, whatever, he's the one who calls in the cops. Or even tells him that he thinks it might happen. So that nobody will suspect him. Of course. Hmm. I never thought of that. So, if what you say is true, if he is the kind of guy you seem to think he is, if he's back of his own burglaries on which he has collected a lot of nice insurance money... Oh, i bet on it. And if he's planning another such caper... Sure he is. Johnny, I think you've got something there. On the other hand, though, Bert, if he's clean, if he really does want help... Oh, that I doubt. Let me have the phone. Look, why don't you wait till after the holidays? Nope. Okay, it's on your own head then. This is home telephone number, you say? Yeah, the factory is a Weatherby number, Weatherby something. Huh? Mm-hmm. Hello. Uh, Mister Hallett, please. Uh, this is Mary Hallett, Mrs. Hallett. Is Mister Hallett there? Well, he's terribly busy at the moment. May I ask who's calling, please? This is Johnny Dollar. Oh, Mr. Dollar, yes. Uh, he said he was very anxious to speak with you, but he's just about to leave for New York. Oh, just a minute. Here he is. Uh, Harvey, it's for you. Darling, I know, but it's Mr. Johnny Dollar. You said you were... Wa- yes. Here, dear. Dollar, this is Harvey Hallett. Yes, Mr. Hallett. And Merry Christmas and all that. And listen, I'm very anxious to see you and to talk to you. Well, whenever you find... I've got it... some problems over at my electronics plant, but I have to leave now immediately. Well, if it's... Uh, can re- I call you on Tuesday? Oh, well, sure. On Tuesday morning, it's uh, about... Uh, Yes, I know, dear, I know. Uh, Dollar, I'm sorry, but I have to hang up. I'll call you on Tuesday. Well, look, mister... Hello? Hello? Well, yeah, that's what I call a man in a hurry. Yeah, I can hear him. Something about going to New York, he said. Or, uh, his wife did, anyway. Uh, where does he live, Bert? Anywhere near that little plant of his? Are you kidding? With an X-Mont number? No, he lives a mile, maybe a mile... Smoke? What's that? Or some kind of explosion? It sounded like. Johnny, look. Hmm? Look out the window, right over there. Who? Holy smoke! Is right. I see. That's going to be one big fire. Yeah. Don't you recognize that building, Johnny? You're right, Bud. Hallett Industries. <laughs> a dollar for a taxi over to the scene of the fire. I'll say this, that fire must have really taken hold with a bang. And I don't mean because of the explosion we'd heard. It was a small building, not more than a couple of hundred feet square. by the time I arrived, there were flames pouring out of every window. And smoke, thick black smoke. The fire department was already hard at work. And by the time I'd singled out Police Lieutenant Billy Harmon to get his opinion of it, things were fairly well under control. Lieutenant, what brings you here? Only one thing. Mr. Harvey L. Hallett. What do you mean by that, Lieutenant? I'm the Patsy got assigned to those burglaries that he had. You know something? No, tell me. I got just exactly nowhere on him. And you know something else? Yeah. Now, I can't prove this. Can't prove a thing for that matter. Simply because, well, I can't, that's all. But I also can't get over the feeling the reason I couldn't get anywhere was because our friend Mr. Hallett didn't want me to. Didn't want to to. You mean no cooperation? Just the opposite. Too much cooperation. Oh? So much. I couldn't make a move without finding him underfoot. Making like he was doing everything he could to help. I see. But actually, all he was doing was being in the way. He'd suggest so many possibilities and demand I follow him up. I didn't have time or opportunity to follow up those I thought of. Not properly, that is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Smoke. <laughs> The old misdirection bit, if you know what I mean, Johnny. Johnny, I don't trust that guy. Seems to me I've heard somebody else give out with that same opinion. When I got the word this place was going up, well, you know what I think, Johnny? Arson? I'd bet on it. And if it is, you can be sure the boys in the torch squad will spot it. They're in there working on it already. You know, Andy and Jimmy Beckett. Yeah. You ask me, they're the two best arson men a police department ever had. They're a pretty good pair. And if it is, arson, oh. Oh. you can be sure my number one suspect will be none other than... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oral off! Keep those people back in the line! Before... Oh, <laughs> Come on, keep them back there! <coughs> hey, you, mister! What do you think you're doing, sir? Oh! You! Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Harbin, how did this happen? I heard the explosion all, all the way over at my home. I, now you I, claim you were at home, Mr. Hallis? Yes, yes, of course I was at home. Then you prove that? I, I beg your pardon? Yes, I'm afraid he can, Lieutenant. Oh, you're Mr. Dollar? That's right. Did you call off your trip to New York? Well, I was just leaving. I, I heard the explosion and saw the smoke, so I drove on over here. No, oh, you just drove on over, huh? Yes, I did. But what happened? Dollar, what started this? Well, I'd say that you know just as much as we do. Or a lot more. What's that? Excuse me a minute. Yeah, what is it, Beckett? Look at it, Dollar. The whole place, the whole business, all gone up in smoke. Yeah. It's pretty well insured, though, isn't it? Huh? You think that money can make up for all the time and work and worry that went into it? All gone up in smoke. Mr. Dollar. yeah, The color of that smoke. That was the first thing I noticed, Mr. Hallett. The smell. The odor. Yes, I know. The storeroom, it's full of solvents, highly volatile solvents. Do you think that caused the explosion? It must have. But how? The storage arrangement was approved by this very fire department. It was like a vault. There's no way that any heat could get into it. Well, you think then there may be... somebody did, hmm? But how? It was always locked. Wasn't there supposed to be a watchman duty? Of course. Old, old Ben Matthews. A dollar if he was anywhere near that explosion when it occurred. Oh, no, no. In other words, if it was arson by somebody the watchman may have seen... Arson? I said if... And if that watchman did see anybody around, listen, all right, dolly, boys are sure of it. They are, lieutenant. I can't believe it. As for Ben Matthews, the watchman, well, I don't think there's much question but that he did see who did it, and that he knew him. Oh, no? then you mean Ben is still alive? That door had a dead latch on it. Took a key to open it inside as well as outside. I know. Old Ben had orders not Just to admit wait anyone. And that... Listen, Mister Hallet. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lieutenant. Ben's key is still in the inside of that lock. So he let somebody in. Now, that means somebody that he must have recognized. Why do you say that? I knew old Ben. I know he had orders not to let anybody in. Not anybody. Isn't that true, Mr. Hallett? Yes, of course it is. So I know he wouldn't. But of course... If his boss told him to open up... Now, just a minute, Lieutenant. If you're implying what I think you are... Yeah? Well, if the shoe fits... Don't worry, Mr. Hallett. (laughs) He'll never be able to testify... Thanks to that bullet in his head. Good Lord. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know something? Now, just a minute. Just one minute. Stop acting like a couple of angry kids... Lieutenant. Yeah, well... You say it was arson. With a murder on top of it. And Mr. All Harvey right, and... all right. Now, what kind of a device was used? Device? What do you mean, Bob? What it? kind of a timer to set it off? Nothing. No device. Only a paraffin wick. Into a bottle or tank of some kind of that solvent in there. How long a wick? Only a couple of feet. And that means that somebody was in there only seconds before it went off. And that's somebody, Mr. Hallett... I tell you, I was at home on the other side of town... That's right, he was, Lieutenant. What did you say, Dollar? He was at home, Lieutenant. I know, because I called him on the telephone only seconds before this thing started. The slogan, join the Navy and see the world, still has the clang of truth to it, more than ever these days. But a more important aspect of the idea has been in operation in recent years. Let the world see the Navy, the United States Navy. Let the people know what a great bunch of guys there are in that traditional seagoing service. The men of the USS Providence, a cruiser in the United States Navy, did just that not too long ago. When the ship changed its home port from Boston to Long Beach, California there was a chance to stop off at Veracruz, Mexico. Now, Mexico is one of the most fun-filled countries in the world, and the men from the USS Providence had a lot of fun making new friends for themselves and for the United States Navy. They heard that a hospital in Veracruz needed more deposits in its blood bank. A group of the Blue Jackets, on their own initiative, lined up and donated. Everybody likes kids, and the sailors from the Providence are no exception. They gave a shipboard ice cream party for the children from the local orphanage. A welcome aboard pamphlet was printed, and a happy stream of visitors arrived to take a look at a small part of a great navy. For a dash of music, so close to the hearts of the wonderful Mexican people, the ship's band gave a concert of jazz in the town square of Veracruz. And the mayor said, Send us more ships like the Providence. It can't be denied that these men promoted understanding and freedom, the right of all men everywhere. Item 3, 10 cents for a phone call to Mr. Jonathan Buckley at his home. Luck was with me. The Hallett Industries account was in Mr. Buckley's bank. But now look here, Johnny. You know very well I can't tell you that. Such matters are completely confidential between a banker and his client. Even though arson is involved, Mr. Buckley? Even though, Johnny. And a murder? Murder? That's right. Well? What if I were simply to say that in spite of all the money originally transferred from his New York bank... That Hallett's financial condition is pretty bad. Oh? Would that be of any help, Johnny? It certainly would. Thanks. Another thing, Dollar. Yes, Lieutenant. After those so-called burglaries, I checked over every one of Hallett's eight employees myself. There isn't a cleaner bunch of people anywhere in town. Well, even so. I'm sure of it. What's more, I've known every one of them personally for years. Even went to school with a couple of them. Mm. So you see what I'm getting at? Hallett. Hallett is the only one we don't really know about. Where'd he come from, Lieutenant? Who knows? You think he'd tell us? <laughs> the truth, that is? No, oh, wait a minute. Mr. Buckley, the banker. What's he got to do with it? Funds transferred, he said, from... Hey, you want to take me to a call to New York? (laughs) The phone call was to an old friend of mine. Lieutenant Randy Singer, Detective Division, 18th Precinct, New York Police Department. One of the best of his kind I've ever known. Okay, Johnny, let's have it. What sort of a jam do you expect me to get you out of this time? What you doing down here in New York? I'm not. I'm up here in Hartford. Now listen. Oh, I get it. You need an excuse to pad out that fancy expense account of yours, huh? To impress somebody, uh, Randy. You're running up a phone bill. Randy. Oh, so go ahead, Johnny. Talk it up. I'll make like I'm listening, and everybody'll be happy. How are you, anyhow? Randy, will you listen to me? Yeah. Does the name Harvey L. Hallett mean anything to you? Hariffin Peterson. Peters. What? You heard me. Oh, come on. make sense, will you? You think we don't keep track of the crooks we've had to deal with even after they've been chased out of our fair city? Of course we do. Randy. And Paul Paraffin Peterson. Well, we couldn't get a thing on him, by the way. Randy, the man I'm interested in is Harvey L. Hallett. But we did make it pretty rough on him. We dubbed him Paraffin Pete because of his one and only method of starting a fire. And that's the name he took on after we showed him the way out of town. He and that dollar is married. Holy ma it'd be a better word. The name, Randy? What? Oh, the other one you said. Harvey L. Hallett? Yep. Used to be known in these parts as Paul Peterson. Paraffin Peterson. Okay, Randy, thank you. You hear it, Lieutenant? Sure did, Dollar. Looks like you were right. He's our man. Yeah. But you yourself are his alibi. I mean... If you were really talking to him on the phone the same time as that fire was set... Now, suddenly, I'm not so sure. Hallett Electronics. Well, maybe his product line includes something like... Come on, Lieutenant, we better get going. Yeah, where? Let's hope he hasn't got home from his fire yet. When we got there, Hallett was just walking into his front door, which means he didn't have time to put away the device that his wife, Mary, had been careless enough to leave sitting on a table not more than two feet away from the telephone. Uh, uh, just a minute, Mr. Dollar. What... Yes, Hallett? You mind telling me why you two have bowled your way in here this way? Tell it, will you... Please stop fooling around with our tape recorder until I find out what this is all about. If it's some music you want, I'll put uh, on the radio. There's nothing on that tape but a lot of noise uh, from a party we uh, had. Dollar, I asked you a question. Are you ready, Lieutenant? All set. All right, I'll turn it on. Oh, just a minute. Hold uh, it, Hamlet. You pull that electric plug, and I just might pull this trigger. This, this is ridiculous. Well, we'll see. There's nothing on that tape, I tell you. There's nothing uh, on Ms. it. That's hardly help. Merry Christmas and all that. And listen now, I'm very anxious to see you and talk to you about some problems over at my electronics plant. But I have to leave now immediately. Oh, well, I must. Uh, can I call you on Tuesday? On Tuesday morning, you to say about. Um... Yes, I know, dear, I know. Dollar, I'm sorry, but I have to hang up. I'll call you on Tuesday. So, Jimmy... That's right, Lieutenant. Pre-recorded here before he left to set the fire. So when I called in an answer to his urgent message, all his wife had to do was hold the phone over next to this tape machine. No wonder I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Then, as soon as I hung up, she called him at the plant to go ahead. Any comment, Mr. (laughs) Hallett? Expense account total? Forget it. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. The preceding special Christmas presentation has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.